in this commercial, he is exaggerating the effects of the disease. He is moving all around and shaking, and it's purely an act. This is the only time I have ever seen Michael J. Fox portray any of the symptoms of the disease he has. He can control himself enough to stay in the frame of the picture, and he can control himself enough to keep his eyes right on the lens, the teleprompter. But his head and shoulders are moving all over the place. So this is really shameless, folks. This is really shameless of Michael J. Fox. Either he didn't take his medication or he's acting. One, two, three, four. Oh, it's the Hague Report. The Hague Report. La, la, la. What's up, everybody? Good morning, or good afternoon, if you're on the East Coast or further east than that. I'm James Hake. This is The Hake Report. It is hour four of Jesse Lee Peterson's stream on YouTube, DLive, Mixer, and Periscope. Shout out, guys. Appreciate it. And um, what you just heard at the beginning of, right before my beautiful intro song, thank you, Trevor, um... That Joel played was a clip of Rush Limbaugh, the great <laughs> Rush Limbaugh, pointing out an incident of a Hollywood actor being phony, allegedly, according to him. And I'm not familiar with this incident, but this was a this was a clip shared by some stupid liberals who um, who think that Rush is shameless for suggesting that evil. I'm just kidding, Howie. I didn't know that that was you, Howie. <laughs> but, um, th very often, and I've noticed this, too. I noticed this when Michael J. Fox, you know, some of you guys might not even know who Michael J. Fox is. Do you know who Michael J. Fox is? Wow. Dang. I guess I am Gen X. <laughs> I'm like a Gen Y. But I'm like, I thought I was Gen X until, like, senior year of high school. And um, then I found out that, oh, I'm Gen Y. And then later they started calling them millennials. And I'm like, I don't, I don't like that word, millennials. Because it sounded like little kids. But um, I liked Gen Y all right. Well, you know, Rush Limbaugh came out with this news that he is, he's dealing with um, advanced lung cancer, right? And then the next day or a couple of days later, <laughs> yes, Keck Radio. <laughs> um, a couple of days later, um, or a day later, President Trump gives him the Presidential Medal of Freedom Award, which is the highest civilian honor that a man can have with millions of people watching. It was a great time to be put in it, put in, given him that award, to be honest, because the State of the Union address is maybe the most watched presidential speech um, of any given year, generally, right? Except for maybe the inauguration speech, I guess, if it's the first inauguration of a president. But um, it was a great, it was the perfect time to do it. 
Rush has a big platform, and Trump gave him the biggest platform that he could. And Rush Limbaugh, if you're not familiar, he's a radio host, conservative guy, been around forever, been around as long as Bond has been around, I think. Maybe longer, I don't know. 30 years or so. And Jason Lee Peterson started Bond 30 years ago. But he's been on the radio and nationally known. I grew up knowing a little bit about him, you know, once I hit junior high-ish age. Maybe a little, maybe a little younger. Definitely a little bit younger, actually. And so Rush Limbaugh is getting hit pieces against him from the stupid liberals that hate him so bad. And um, dumb liberals like this, I have a tweet that shared this clip, right? This is supposed to be a clip that makes him look bad. In my opinion, it does not make Rush look bad. Show this tweet, Joel. It's a, um, it's just one of the screenshots. There you go. From Sage, can you read that name for me? Rosenfell. Rosen Rosenfells. Rosenfells. Sage, S A G E. Correct. So this guy is like a fo- former football player, I guess. I don't know, but he's a liberal. He white, I think. But he and he tweeted out this video that he came across, and said that time Rush Limbaugh made fun of Michael J. Fox and his Parkinson's disease. But play the clip one more time. If you play the clip one more time, you'll hear what he actually did, and he wasn't making fun of him and his Mark Parkinson's disease. He's like just he is giving his reaction based on what how Michael J. Fox uh, was acting. Go for it. In this commercial, he is exaggerating the effects of the disease. He is moving all around and shaking, and it's purely an act. This is the only time I have ever seen Michael J. Fox portray any of the symptoms of the disease he had. He can control himself enough to stay in the frame of the picture, and he can control himself enough to keep his eyes right on the lens, the teleprompter. But his head and shoulders are moving all over the place. So this is really shameless, folks. This is really shameless of Michael J. Fox. Either he didn't take his medication or he's acting. So this was like, I guess, just obscure footage. I don't know what year this was. It was before he had his beard. He looked a little heavier at this point. Because Rush lost a lot of weight at one point. Well... Michael J. Fox, if you're not familiar, by the way, Michael J. Fox is the guy from Back to the Future. You ever heard of Back to the Future? Yeah, he's the kid. He's Marty Marty McFly. And he also was in Teen Wolf. (laughs) You ever heard of Teen Wolf? (laughs) I think they even had a cartoon based on him. Like, uh, he was a likable guy. And then he got that, he got Parkinson's disease. Gosh, it's been quite a while now. My grandpa, by the way, on my dad's side, my grandpa, Hake, he had Parkinson's disease, like, ever since I knew. And he got progressively worse, where, like, he started hardly talking. But, um, it's just an interesting clip. They, they showed this to make him look bad. And they're trying to treat him like he's a hate, he's the hateful one. When they're the hateful ones, and they're saying... He lacks empathy for people. I hope he suffers for what he didn't, um, for not giving empathy and compassion and, well, they didn't use the word compassion, but the empathy and, I don't know, whatever, caring for other people. 
that he didn't give. Because that's how liberals think. They think that conservatives are uncaring, unloving. But empathy is a liberal word because empathy is the fake imitation of love. Grandpa Hick. <laughs> um, and so you see all these people like celebrating one that he has the disease and bemoaning the fact that Trump gave him the Presidential Medal of Freedom, which is the same Medal of Freedom that Michael, that um, Martin Luther King Jr. got. And I'm like, Rush is a better man than Martin Luther King Jr. Martin Luther King Jr. is dead for one, and for another, look at the results of his supposed work. The results are the black community is even more immoral than ever. And they're crying racism and pushing this fake civil rights. Civil rights is now for homosexuals and all that madness. And women killing their babies, reproductive rights. That's, that's all, that's all part of his legacy. Look at his legacy. His, his family is horrible people. <laughs> my, uh, MLK's family. So Rush Limbaugh, in my opinion, which, although I don't know much about MLK, more deserving than, than MLK, I would venture to say. That's my speculation. And I think it's an educated, fair guess, right? I'm sure a lot of you would agree with me, actually. <laughs> Anyways, Hank, you are full of Satan, sir. That's a do-right said. I've banned do-right so many different times under different names. <laughs> Anyways, um, yeah. Anything else? So are you clear what Michael J. Fox was? He was the kid. He was like the, he was an actor. Kind of short, punk. <laughs> Not as in punk rock, but just like a short guy. Um, and that's, uh, I think, I thought that that was a fair criticism. I, you know, about this Parkinson's thing, I remember when Michael J. Fox got it, I, you know, I wasn't happy that he got it, because I liked Michael J. Fox, I liked his movies, Back to the Future 1, 2, and 3, <laughs> and I liked, uh, I liked the little snippets of Teen Wolf that I used to see sometimes, or whatever his, his thing was, but... I did find it odd as a child when this happened, or as a young adolescent, maybe. I think I was a child, actually. When he got this Parkinson's, all of a sudden he became a Parkinson's disease advocate. I'm like, that's kind of selfish. You, all of a sudden you become this activist for this disease once you get the disease. To me, that seems selfish. All these people that get cancer, all of a sudden they get cancer advocacy. I get it to as I get it to a point because you don't realize what you have till it's gone, your health, right? Or you don't realize how bad a situation is until you're in it. So I definitely can understand and sympathize to a point. Sympathy is kind of beta, right? But it just seemed definitely odd to me that he does this and all the media attention on him and this. Feeling sorry for him seemed fake, you know, seemed like an emotional reaction, not... Love seems like it should be consistent, regardless. But the media is based on guilt and... Um, no, I don't... I didn't ban Do Right for disagreeing. I, uh, Marcus Jones is in the chat, see. 
See, Hake just admitted to banning people for disagreeing. There's these, there's these snakes in the snake pit, which I call YouTube live chat. And um, Marcus Jones has been on thin ice with the mods for a long time. So is Joe f from uh, Phoenix. Because they are snakes. They lie about Jesse Lee Peterson and me, and they're just always nitpicking. Marcus Jones may actually like us. I don't know. And Joe from Phoenix may like us. I don't know. But they are snakes. I mean, look, Skip look, Skip likes us a lot, but he's a snake too. And then um, I am formerly a lot of these guys, total snakes, but they like us and they agree with a lot of stuff. It's just not all, but they also like start accusing and making up lies and stuff like that and nitpicking and just being all kind of like the Pharisees with Jesus. <laughs> so, um... So, uh, yeah, I've banned Do-Right for saying disgusting things, Marcus Jones. I never said that I banned him for disagreeing. So, let me just get to Howie Manley's response. There's right and there's wrong. Rush did wrong by saying that. He's like, Trump and con can't control their temper. I, I'm not, I'm kind of having to put words because he's not a complete statement. But he's like Trump. Yeah, he is like Trump, but I don't see where he's... Howie, if you can, call in, because it would be nice to hear from you. Uh, Howie's a fan of Jesse, and he likes me, I think. But um, he, I think he's a fellow radio host. He's interviewed Jesse on Periscope. Well, he didn't interview him on Periscope, but... Um, I don't see where he's wrong with that. He, that's his honest criticism. He said he either is faking it or he um, didn't take his meds. But I think it's a fair criticism. And these actors, Hollywood actors in general, whatever you think of, whatever is true about Michael J. Fox, these Hollywood actors are the scum of the earth, generally. They're miserable people. You know how Rush and Jesse Lee Peterson, they're full of joy. Trump is too. And they talk about conservatives being genuinely happy. Whereas the Democrats and the people in D.C., the swamp, are miserable, unhappy people, and sinners, and s snakes, <laughs> and uh, all that stuff. Trump, President Trump, this is a side note, he remarked that he worked in New York, and they are rough to deal with in New York, the people of New York. The deal makers, the mob, all those people. Everybody that you have to work with in New York. It's a tough situation. Well... He said D.C. is worse. And I believe that. People accuse New York of being rude. I don't buy that. I don't buy that they're so-called rude. I think that they are just, they live in this hustle-bustle thing where you have to be assertive. And plus, um, aren't they, there's, there's a lot of Jews and a lot of blacks, right? <laughs> and those are some of the most uh, forthright people, I think. <laughs> But anyways, um, at least over in New York, they, and the Italians too, and just in general, you have to be pushy. And not beat around the bush with this stuff. People are in a hurry in New York. So they just don't have time for pretending to be nice and fake. So they're just straightforward. That's how I see New York. I don't see them as rude. But, um, but uh, he said about D.C. that they are, I think he might have even used the term snakes. Like, they'll smile on your face and they just stab you in the back. The backstabbing in 
DC, Washington DC, which is the capital where all the politicians, or at least the um, federal politicians are, and the deep state, by the way, a lot of the deep state people in the media, people, some of them are in New York, they're slime as well. But all that stuff, the news media, the politicians, the academics, just slimy people. And he's right, I think. So I stand with uh, Rush Limbaugh on all of his phony little fake controversies. <laughs> Including when he called, what's her name, Sandra Fluke, a slut. But then he apologized for it later. But he was losing sponsors. Because it, you can't criticize a woman or call a woman what she is. Maybe he, was, maybe he was angry and wrong for saying it. I don't know. Maybe he was right for saying it. It was accurate. It was an accurate statement. Because this woman, Sandra Fluke, is a far-left liberal, po- liberal woman, academic woman or whatever. Now she's an activist or maybe even a politician. I think she became a, like a congressman, a fem- female congressman. I could be wrong. But um, he called her out because she did this long speech during Obama's presidency demanding that the government pay for her birth control pills while she's in school. That's lame. <laughs> Do-Right says, That's a lie, Hake. I only tell the truth. <laughs> That's a lie right there, Do-Right. So, um, I'm going to get to some calls. I want to talk about... Um, I have a funny clip of this Iowa coin toss that I read to you guys about in Hake News yesterday because the Iowa caucuses were so out of control. And then I have some... A little more reaction about the State of the Union and comparison to last year. I wonder if any of the people on the dissident right are unhappy with anything that Trump said. Because I know there was some stuff they were unhappy about last year. And I'm going to mention some of those things. Kind of funny stuff. The phony impeachment ends today, I think, hopefully. Exoneration today, right? Acquittal anyways. 4 p.m. Eastern, they're supposed to vote. 1 Pacific. So... We'll see what happens. The liberal media are looking at the rhinos as if they matter. They matter. Um, Susan Collins is a rhino, and she's unclear about what, what, how she's going to vote. And Mitt Romney, the disgusting guy, former governor of Massachusetts, and then somehow magically he became a senator in Utah. He, Mormon, <laughs> um, he's, it's unclear how he's going to vote. Is he going to pull a um, John McCain and uh, vote against Trump? Remember John McCain had that um, sickness before he died? And he came out of his sickness to go vote. He was still sick, though. And I think it was on repealing Obamacare entirely. And he talked big like he wanted to repeal Obamacare. And then suddenly it was Trump who was going to do it. And he voted against it. Something like that. It was something big where he cast the deciding vote and it was, he made it all dramatic, put his hand out, and then went like that. What if? I guess he sealed his fate then. Evil. Um, and then hopefully if I get to the time, I'll deal with this China virus thing. It's pretty, it seems like it's pretty serious. It might be more serious than SARS. It seems like it's more widespread than SARS. I have a feeling that SARS was 
I just wonder whether SARS, you know, the SARS of 2002-2003 was less of an epidemic because we were less politically correct back then. That's just my... I'm just wondering out loud. Not that it spread that much in America, but shutting down travel was probably more politically correct back then in 2002-2003 when this SARS epidemic, basically like a flu type of thing, killed 800 um, Chinese people and others. Now they have this other coronavirus. SARS was a coronavirus and this other one is a newer coronavirus. And it's killed like close to 500 people, according to the media reports. I don't know. And it's infected um, tens of thousands, like, I thought I saw like 25,000. And, um, like something like 3,000 or something, critical condition. That's crazy. Pretty big. Anyways, I'm going to get to some of that stuff, hopefully. Jason, though, out of Orange County, California. Jason, are you there? Yeah. Hey, What's good up, to hey? hear from you. What's up? How you doing? Um, is oh. it cool if I ask my question and then hang up and hear, uh, listen to the answer? Because i got to start getting ready to go to work. All right, yeah, go for it. Yeah, thanks for holding um, Quick. Yeah, no, no worries, man. Um, quick question. I wanted to ask what you thought about um, Nancy Pelosi... Um, ripping up this uh, Trump speech. Yeah. Okay. And uh, just your quick quick opinion on it, because um, when I saw it, my stomach sank. I could not believe she did that. Interesting. I I didn't when I saw her her do it the first time. I thought that she was just sp- separating papers and putting one behind the other. <laughs> I didn't even realize that she was doing that. And then I was watching Fox I'm gonna News. I'm going to listen to the. I'm okay. going to listen to the answer, James, okay? All right. Okay, thanks, thanks, Jason. Yeah, so when I saw her do it, and I didn't realize that that's what she was doing, I thought that she was just separating papers and putting one set of papers behind the other. But she actually took at least three different little stacks because she couldn't do them all at once. She's no power team. <laughs> the power team being a, the Christian strongmen who rip up whole phone books. Well, she's not that. She, she's not that strong. Strong woman, though, right? Well, I heard that she did it before I saw and noticed that she actually did that. I saw it, but didn't realize what I was seeing. And I think it was Brett Baer who said, Oh my gosh, I, I think she just tore up this speech. And, or some papers or something like that. And so they said that that was a big thing. And they talked about other ways that she and Trump snubbed each other. She didn't um, introduce Trump as it's my distinct honor and privilege to whatever present or to introduce the president of the United States. She just said the president of the United States when she introduced him, something like along those lines, because she's not honored or privileged to be honoring anybody who's honorable. (laughs) She'd rather honor Obama. Somebody who's not, who's quite dishonorable. Um, so when she did that, my heart did not sink. I kind of like, oh gosh, okay. <laughs> what a sleazy woman. I was not, I don't expect anything of the Democrats. I expect pretty much just evil from them. Phoniness and evil and all that stuff. 
even when they're agreeing with Trump or something, I'm, I'm watching them. I'm not being happy that they're doing the right thing. Yeah, I'm a little bit happy sometimes when he does make them do the right thing sometimes. Um, I just thought, and maybe it's because of um, one of my coworkers, my new coworker actually, Chris, he made the point that um, that all of the talk now is about Nancy Pelosi. It's not about the awesome speech. It's not about the great things that um, the country is going through now, thanks to Trump and the administration, and thanks to the American people being becoming decent again. Many of them. Not we're not happy that um, Soleimani and Al Baghdadi are dead. Who reportedly killed a bunch of Americans. It was nice, by the way, and I had forgotten this moment when Kayla Mueller, I had talked about this young woman who got like a Middle Eastern boyfriend or something. She went over there, do-gooder, Christian, maybe liberal, I don't know, but she got herself in a situation where she got captured by ISIS and eventually killed. And I had told you guys a little bit about her Several weeks ago, maybe it's, maybe if, maybe even several months ago, Kayla Mueller, I think is her name. And um, he, it was nice that he honored her parents or something like that. He did. Her parents were there. She's dead now. And I, it reminded me of last year when he um, honored uh, the parents of that student, that male in his early 20s or something, who went over to North Korea and allegedly tried to steal a poster or something stupid, got himself captured and tortured to the point where he was delivered to, back to America. Trump got him back into America, and he was in a coma, and he died. And I used to see him, like the footage of him being led around by the North Koreans, and I was like... What an idiot. And yes, you could say, yes, he's an idiot for what he did. But he is an American. He didn't deserve to be treated that way. Yes, in the sense he put himself in that situation. So he kind of got what he uh, deserved, knowing how bad uh, North Korea is. But that's evil what North Korea did. And it was right of Trump to, like, respect the parents and kind of have America share a little bit in their suffering because that's what um, the church is supposed to do a little bit you know not going overboard with sharing in people's suffering and feeling sorry for everybody but just acknowledging the loss and so th- I loved that and then Pelosi being the sleaze that she is of course she's gonna do that tear it up make a scene make it about her throw if it's like what Jesse said Jesse Lee Peterson throw a temper tantrum and make the world revolve around her again, even if it's for something bad. It's like the, the child, the spoiled child, who throws a crazy temper tantrum to get the attention and take away from uh, Trump's accomplishments and cr- Trump making America great again. And there's a whole lot of slime who are the voters who support scum like her. And they, I saw one woman on Twitter say that she, just a random woman, say that she is a goddess. 
<laughs> that Nancy Pelosi is a goddess. But don't be dismayed, like the Bible says, the Bible warns about the evil of the world, telling you, don't be dismayed and don't believe these rumors of wars and rumors of, uh, I don't know, wars and rumors of wars. Don't be dismayed at that. Don't be dismayed at the evil when people go against you for doing good or go against what's right. This is just what's supposed to happen. And we're supposed to stand for what's right. And they're supposed to, they're doing their job, which is evil. I like how Jesse Lee Peterson makes that point. Evil is doing its job. It's time for good to do our job. I mean, if we are good or to become good, whatever. <laughs> no man is good. But um, that's how I f- feel about it. Hopefully that made sense. Appreciate the call and appreciate you holding, man. Um, oh, did we do this? Let me get to this. Sion out of Georgia. Sion, are you there? Yes. Hey, hi. Hey, nice to hear from you. Yeah, nice to um, call you. Yeah. Is this your? Have you called into <laughs> my show before? Uh, yes, I did. Okay. I think uh, one Sunday about that chant. Oh, um, I remember that. And in fact, I even mentioned you yesterday. <laughs> what do yeah, you? Th- what did you think about that? Time. By the way. Um. Well, I I think. I told you I, I didn't like that because it, it seems like it affected uh, most of the immigrant that, including me, immigrant. Right. Even though I'm a natural citizen, you know, it just didn't come off right. When and and yeah. When they're, they're, she's talking, we're talking about when Trump referred to those Democrat Congresswomen, the supposed uh, progressive Democrat Congresswomen who are complaining and acting like they could run the country better than us. Um, better than yeah. Trump, anyways. No, no, no. Telling them Not to go about back. Them, I disagree. Yeah, about them. But he, uh, he didn't say it. Trump didn't say it. His supporters did. Right. Yeah. yeah. And why? I mean, I'm sorry to say, and I gotta just get it out. Yeah. Um, I live in Georgia, and you know it's the South, and. Not everybody is, I don't believe in racism, it's uh, evil, yeah. evil and good, but it seems like, just like the black people here, the black Americans are taught to not to trust white people, um, not to, you know, like white people, because they're evil and conniving, Yeah. Um, and then, and yeah, by their families, just like that, white folks have been uh, <laughs> raised to think that way too Uh, like um you know some of them not all okay i work in corporate uh, type of job yeah so i see that just uh, they can't help it it's evil i know and and trump supporters in that chat some of them meant for omar only you know right but but some of it is just the hatred that's inside them also that's all but you you know know that are you aware that most of the immigrants vote Democrat? Uh, yeah, yeah, because of the free stuff they also get. Yeah. Know? I mean, Ethiopians, we work hard, you know that. Right. And, and their countries, too. We don't have the opportunity like the black Americans because they did help build this country with the white. Yeah. You know, I believe that. So we don't have that much opportunity, and they deserve it, I know. We're like the third citizen, you know, <laughs> for me. You feel that, you feel that the Ethiopians are the third-class citizens? 
yes. Not just Ethiopians, but those but all the immigrants in general are third-class citizens. You feel? I feel yes. Wow, that's a shame. Is that's isn't that doesn't that mean that diversity is a bad thing? Because it just encourages these feelings of comparing situations and comparing the opportunities that the different people have, and it just yeah. breeds this resentment. And you're like yes, one of the nice ones. You support Trump and all that. I do. That's that's why this is part. See, on this is part of why the whites, many whites and many people in general, don't like this diversity thing because it just breeds this suspicion, and where even nice people like you are coming back and criticizing them for how they feel about their culture being changed without their permission, their, their country being changed without their permission. Because not everybody, I bet you not, not mo- I bet you most Ethiopians don't support Trump. Am I wrong? Um, yes, they look at me all crazy. <laughs> yeah. And the too, because I, I'm just, I'm, I, I seem like a liberal person. Uh, right. Looking how... But I, and I so, like, even the hardworking Ethiopians, which I would say, I would guess that most of them are hardworking, successful people. Yeah. Even most of them, just like the Asians, they're hardworking, but they end yeah. up voting away the white people and away the men and away what's right because they, I don't know what it is, they're blind, whatever, but they don't vote for America to stay yeah. America. They vote for America to turn socialist, globalist anti-white, anti-men, and they don't, I don't yeah. think that they realize what they're doing. And that's why no, the, that's why the whites, yeah. that's one of the reasons why the whites are very suspicious of immigrants, because they end up not, the immigrants are very suspicious of the whites. So it's not just that they're raised a certain way, they're also experiencing the way that so many of the immigrants are. You know what I mean? You follow that? Yeah, yeah. I know it's unfair but, to treat you that way because you like the white people and you like Trump I and all that. But even right. but even you are are getting offended on behalf of this sentiment when they don't necessarily mean you personally or even necessarily your family. They're talking about they're mainly talking about these liberal radical immigrants who hate America but pretend to love America. They talk out of both sides of their mouths. That's yeah. that's a anyways, is it, you you get what my point is. I, I get your point, and and yes, because in Ethiopia, I'm talking my country. Yeah, I'm sure most of East Africa, as far as I know, they watch BBC News. Oh yeah, CNN. There's no Fox News, so it's like, you know, they they the democratic type of um, brainwashing mentality. How they yeah like yeah. oh. The people, the Republicans, they like to oppress you, <laughs> and we're trying to help you and invite you into the country so you can have opportunity, you know, all kinds of stuff. Like yeah. Washington, D.C., most Ethiopian immigrants are there, and um, they fight to stay there, illegal or not. Right. Illegal. Most of them, they, come, they connect their way here, and most of them go through, oh, my God, by the way. They go through the Mexican border. Oh man, (laughs) horrible! Oh God. Okay, okay. Anyways, I got to back to class. I have an assignment for tomorrow, but 
I wanted to say happy birthday to my friend on Facebook, um, also a JLP family. I know sometimes he could get a little whatever on, you know, on um, when he does, he's the mod. Brandon Johnson, happy birthday. Br- on the chat, he gets kind of under control. Nice, and you gave <laughs> a super chat. Did, did Jesse Lee Peterson do this, the, the birthday song for him? No, I don't think he did. I don't know. Okay. okay. I, I, I'm you in did? and out a lot because I'm okay. busy over the week. I work and go to class. Yeah, so, I understand. Yeah, Hard working but, woman. Um, <laughs> yeah, working. Well, I, um, uh, say, say happy. Yeah, say happy birthday to him. I will. If you want, you can have a good voice. But happy birthday. Yes. Brandon, Brandon Johnson, <laughs> this song. <laughs> Is for you. Sing with me, Sion. Birthday to ya. Happy birthday to ya. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. I'm not that off key. <laughs> You're great. Yeah. Okay, you be yourself and don't listen to people telling you to wear suits or polo, whatever. I appreciate it. Sion, nice to hear from you and good conversation. I'm glad we got to yeah, deal with that issue uh, more. You heard my conversation. Yeah. Did you hear my conversation with, I think, Chris from Los Angeles, the veteran, the Mexican-American? Oh, my God. Who's born here? Okay, you guys are going to be overtaken, I predict. Okay? Who, They're whites? Not a Mexican. I'm not hating, but this country is, like, everywhere you look, and they mix with your people. Right? I know. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Yeah, yeah, actually, one of my first crushes was Mexican. Mommy African, too. Say mommy African. Mommy Africa. <laughs> All right, Sion. Nice to hear from you. Okay, okay thank you so much. Yeah, thank Bye. you. Take care. So, that was fun. Brandon Johnson, very good guy. He's the one that shouted out um, Richard Spencer, my one of my recent guests, who was uh, one of the alt-right guys. He met him over in Virginia, Charlottesville, Virginia. And Brandon Johnson's black. Good guy, though. Appreciate you, Brandon Johnson. Happy birthday. I wonder how old he is. He's not a female, so he doesn't get to um, he doesn't get to keep that feminine mystique because females like to keep their birthdays um, they le- like to keep their birthdays private or at least their age private. Anyways, <laughs> uh, let me get you some calls first, and then hopefully I can show you the toy. Show the toin- coin toss. I almost called it a toin toss. To- coin toss at the end of the show. Does that make sense? Coin yeah, the coin toss. The uh, is it oh, the clip. Okay. Lauren out of Idaho. Lauren, am I pronouncing your name right? Yeah, James. Hey, How good to hear doing? from you again. Yeah, it's good to hear from you too. Um, I wanted to bring up something that unfortunately got a bit overlooked during the State of the Union because of uh, Nancy Pelosi's yeah uh, actions, but. Um, one of my favorite guests was um, that little baby Ellie. Yeah. Uh, she was born at 21 weeks. I don't know if people realize that, but that's a second trimester, five-month viable baby. And she's alive and well. And um, if you, I've looked on the media, and no one has mentioned that girl. Yeah. I really liked that scene. Um I just right? asked. I mean, I, I mean honestly, hey, I, I was I was almost brought to tears. Yeah, the, like, the mother was like almost crying. Months? Yeah. Yeah, she was crying. She, she, yeah, you could tell she was trying to hold it back, but 
I mean, all the guests were amazing, but that, right. I mean, I had no idea that a baby could live at 21 weeks. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, to, to me, that's completely shocking. I think that's probably why no one's mentioning it because it's just, it's too much. What is truth, that? What it, there she is. There's the mother and the baby daughter. That's not as yeah, good of a picture as, as from the uh, actual State of the Union address. There's an, there's like, yeah. but anyways, but I appreciate you finding that shot anyways. Um, yeah, Lauren, good point. And I yeah, was, I, mean, like I, said, I loved me, how he brought I, up I, abortion after that. Oh, yeah, I mean, he, he was talking, yeah, he brought up Edmund's third trimester abortion, but as you know, Ellie was a second trimester yeah. child. So, and the, I mean... To me, I, to me, and I hopefully, so the rest of Americans are actually awake. They were proud. They were shocked at that because, like I said, I had no idea that a baby could be viable at, at 21 weeks. Yeah, normally a, a a pregnancy is what is it 40 weeks? Something yeah, like that. Yeah, well, it, you know, it's uh, it's nine months, so that would be uh, yeah, I mean, be 36. I don't know math. <laughs> yeah, I'm bad at math too, but it would be 36. Okay. But, uh, you know, you hear, you hear people say, no, it's just a clump of cells, or they're undeveloped without fingers and toes. Well, and this is obviously not true. Actually, you know, um, a month is 4.2, 4.3 weeks. So it might actually oh, be... Oh, you're right. Yes. Yeah, so it might actually be 40. Closer to 40. You, see, you actually are good at math. <laughs> yeah, my dad, <laughs> my dad was a math teacher. He wrote math books. My mother actually was better at math or something like that. Then him, and then he started teaching you know, math, and then he's like, this is not, my students are not learning, so he wrote his own math books, or math lessons, where they just repeated. You know, honestly, yeah, I'm pretty good at math, I made it to trig, but I hate it. It's like, yeah. <laughs> it frustrates me, you know what I mean? Anyways, um, I sent you, I don't know if you got it, but I sent you um, some articles regarding the national debt. I don't know if you remember our, our conversation from last week. Okay. But uh, All right. I, I sent you some stuff about deficit doomers, and it kind of explains how the national debt works. I sent it to... Oh, yeah, to okay. Support. Yeah, Did great. You, you know, out? are, you the, are you the one who said that um, that's more important than the wall, or are you are you the yeah, guy I, who... No, no. That, are you no, the guy I who was, called that, that guy a closet great. communist? <laughs> I, I called him a yeah deficit doomer. I mean, people have been right. saying this for for decades and decades, and the deficit doesn't work like that. For instance, he sent I, me info as well. Ford Explorer. I bought. I'm sorry. So I bought a new Ford Explorer. Yeah. I'm in debt. I put fifteen thousand down, but I'm in debt twenty five thousand. Okay. But I only have about I only have about nineteen hundred in my savings right now. Okay. But that doesn't mean that like that my life is going to be ruined because I'm twenty five thousand dollars in debt. That's paid off, you know, at increments. So in and in doing so, it raises my my credit score. Right. I could have, you know, I could have possibly paid cash if I would have got a bank loan, but instead I just got it directly from Ford. So that just shows you, uh, uh, holding a debt doesn't mean that you're insolvent. I mean, yeah. Read that article if you have True. time. It explains a lot better than I can. But I, I, you know, you asked for it, so I figured I'd send you some things. All right, I appreciate that, Lauren. I'll look out for it. Yeah, man. All, All right. right. Take care. You as well. All right, peace. Bye. Let me let me get to Alexis out of Houston, Texas. I've talked with Alexis before, and I loved his call last hour with the Jesse Lee Peterson show. Check that out if hey. you didn't hear it. Hey, Alexis, good hey. to hear from you. You too, man. I'm back. Nice. <laughs> hey, 
So uh, what I wanted to comment on, I don't know if you guys have talked about it, but there's a video on Twitter of a lady changing her mind about voting for Pete. Can't say his last name. <laughs> uh, but she changed her mind when she found out afterwards that he was a homosexual. Oh, wow. Wow. Yeah. Have you seen that? I have not. Dang. Yeah, yeah. So there's a video of a lady talking to a representative of Pete, and she finds out he's a homosexual, and she says, you know what? Never mind. I changed my mind. I don't want to vote for him anymore. Nice. And the lady says, well, the vote's already in. <laughs> they didn't want to give it back. Oh, oh man. <laughs> and, That's and terrible. And the thing is that on Twitter, uh, I see that a lot of conservatives are shaming that lady. Yeah. Saying, oh, and you guys say that the Democrats are the uh, tolerant. Look how tolerant the Democrats are. Yeah. However, the way I feel about it is like, well, she has a little bit of common sense left. In yeah. Her, you know what I'm saying? Exactly. But I, I see a lot of conservatives shaming her uh, because she's not, uh, uh, what's the word, uh, she's not tolerant enough to vote for a gay man. So I was very surprised to see that. Yeah. And no, I didn't see it. many conservatives. Uh, speak up and say that she's right. She should exactly. be voting for a homosexual. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> Man, imagine if it goes to Mayor Pete, or former Mayor Pete now, I guess he resigned or finished his thing finally with uh, the city of South Bend. But, yeah, that's the state of so-called conservative, many conservative, so-called conservatives today, where they think that it's good to be so-called accepting of homosexuals and stuff. Oh, put them in positions of power. They're going to be fair. Not, <laughs> they're not fair. No, Mayor Pete Boot Edge not. Edge is not going to be a, a sane person. He's no more, he's no better than any of the Democrats, and they're all evil. Yeah, and you know what, like, I, I, I love every man, I love every woman, uh, but you just got to understand uh, the life of a homosexual. Like, right. they are uh, liars. They are yep. born lying because a lot of them have that uh, that sentiment or, or that attraction to the same sex. And they live whole lives learning to lie about it. And lying is just the way that they live. You know what I'm saying? Until at some point where they, uh, quote unquote, come out of the closet. Yeah. And know? even. So you cannot trust them. Yeah, even that it even their attractions are a lie. They're deceived. They're um, it's it's a perversion of what's right. So they're not for what's right. And uh, yeah, and, and some honestly, are worse than I'm others, not, but yeah. I, I was one of the only people commenting on, on Twitter. Like, what's wrong with that? Right. Like, <laughs> she's she's that's a good thing. She, yeah, exactly. And she has a little bit of common sense left. Instead of shaming her. We should uh, encourage her to vote Republican. Exactly. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> wow, that's quite a story. I'll have to look out for that one, Alexis. Yeah, check it out. Well, Thank you for the it's tip. A pleasure talking to you, Hey. Yeah, nice talking with you as well. Take care. Take care. Bye-bye. All right. So, let me let me just mention um, last year at the State of the Union. We heard a line that I remember hearing, and then people, the p- people on the f- on the on the dissident right, um, 
the alt-right, you might call it, they jumped on this. They hated this. And this was the main thing that they pushed, or at least one guy in particular, um, that Trump said we want more immigrants than ever, but they have to come legally. He said that back in 2019. I hate to even repeat it because I didn't like the line. I didn't think, I felt that it was just lip service to political correctness. I didn't really believe it. I hoped that it's not true because I don't want more immigrants than ever. <laughs> but I know that we need like a workforce, so we need to make ba- babies. Or somebody does. Decent people, right? <laughs> like what Joel says. Make good babies. But um, he did. I don't think that he said that this time. And I remember seeing... Guys I respect on Twitter and Telegram, like I, like I told you guys during the experts segment of the Jesse Lee Peterson show today, that um, across the board, people loved it. Um, and last year, too, he honored Buzz Aldrin or somebody, you know, one of the um, astronauts who reportedly um, landed on the moon. And the moon, he, he honored him, he was there, he paid respect to him, they applauded him. <laughs> and the moon landing truthers, were, they went crazy, they said he looked so guilty that he's hiding a secret that he didn't really land on the moon. <laughs> and he looked so guilty and depressed and dead inside. <laughs> so no, no, buzz, no Buzz Aldrin this time. We had a Tuskegee Airman, 100 years old, this black guy, who just looked fit. Looked better than any of my grandparents. Actually, I only have one grandparent living anymore, I think. So, that's cool. <laughs> and I, I told you, it, you can check out the um, experts segment on the Jesse Lee Peterson show for other stuff that I really liked from the um, State of the Union 2020. Let me get to some more calls, though. Blazing Hogs, Blazing Hogs out of Dayton, Ohio. The, um, what is he called? From the sundown town. <laughs> There's night the night rider from sundown town here. Hola. The night hey, rider from the, <laughs> Hey. I'm showing a picture, Joel's showing a picture of this Tuskegee Airman with his uh his grandson his great grandson. Hundred year old Tuskegee Airman guy with the great grandson who wants to be on the Space Force. That's cool. Very nice. Hey, the snake list is going up this year, eh? Oh, yeah, Blazing Hogs. It is. <laughs> Blazing Hogs is another moderator in the snake pit, so he wrangles the snakes and uh, times them out sometimes and all that stuff. Appreciate you, Blazing cool. Hogs. Full time job sometimes. <laughs> I bet. Uh, so I want to talk about uh, me and Buddy here at work are talking about <clears throat> the law, and I'm going to have to hold my phone down so I can read it here. But uh, it's, okay. it's called the 18 USC. 2071 B. Stay stay close to your phone, even if you. Specifically directed at custodians of public records, any custodian of a public record who willfully and unlawfully conceals, removes, mutilates, obliterates, falsifies, or destroys any record shall be fined no more than 2,000 or imprisoned not more than three years or both and shall forfeit his office and be disqualified from holding any office under the United States. While the range of acts uh, prescribed by this subsection is somewhat narrower than 
subsection A, it does provide the additional penalty of forfeiture of position with the United States. And this is just talking about Pelosi uh, was given the signed State of the Union address official document. Oh. I just, so I'm just trying to trying to see what you think about it. Get it out there. Interesting. I thought that you were talking about illegal aliens who, because there's many illegal aliens who've come in and falsified documents. They're not undocumented. They're fraudulently documented. <laughs> they're quite well documented, actually, many of them. Um, illegal aliens. 18, I thought you were talking 18, about that. Yeah. No. <laughs> but no, you're talking about Pelosi. Pelosi ripping up, up the... Yeah, very interesting. Because that's why he handed her that official one. Right. She tore it up. It goes under this 18 U.S.C. 2071B. This would be a good one for Joe Kenny. Yeah. But Get you know, the, that. that would be a good one because Joe Kenyon is a uh, l- legally trained person, <laughs> <laughs> intellectual. <laughs> but yeah. you know, I mean, you and I both know the reality of politics. They're going to totally let it slide. Nothing's going to happen because nobody who does wrong and nobody who actually um, behaves inappropriately is punished over there in that sleaze town of D.C. Yeah, I just it's just got to start coming to a head here. People have got to start yeah. falling yeah. the swamp. Totally. But, hey, shout out Brandon Johnson. Happy birthday to you, bud. All my sons of Jesse. All my sisters in chat, love y'all. Right on, Blazing Hogs. Good to hear from you. Hey, Mays, you said you love that Ronnie Millsap song. There's a stranger in my house. He black. <laughs> Happy Black History Month. <laughs> right on. Shout Later. out to Mays. <laughs> Later. Thanks, Blazing Hogs. Good to hear from you. You know what? Let me get to Elfine. Am I pronouncing your name right? Out of Ohio, Elfine? Mamma mia. Yes. Hey. Elfine. How you doing, man? Doing fine. Did you say Elfin? Yeah, like Elfin, like, um, you know, Mexican. Mexican for the end, right? For the end, exactly. Okay. But I'm not Mexican, but I'm the end of, end of the nonsense, so. Oh, right on. Anyway, I just got a quick shout out. Uh, oh, you're in the chat, is that, huh? I think. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay. I'm from Ohio, too, so Maze, uh, shout out to Maze, shout out to Blazing Hogs, <laughs> shout out to Earl. Uh, shout out to the whole chat. I love everybody. That's right. So, uh, oh no, Earl's from Michigan. Oh, okay. Earl's from Michigan. I was thinking oh, yeah. that he was from Cleveland for a second, <laughs> but anyways. Yeah, me too. I don't know why. Yeah. Uh, well, my question is, I've heard you talk about Catholicism as like not American, and I've thought that too. But like, I don't know. I've been struggling. I've been thinking. I've been tempted. I've been thinking about converting to Catholicism. And, and, and why uh, is that? In short. Yeah. Okay, in short, the reason is is because when I look around at my grandma's church, the Methodist church, oh, it's, yeah. it's, cu- it's so cucked, man. I mean, they're now, they're now kicking out all the pastors that are not LGBTP, right? And uh, I'm, I'm serious. This is like a schism going on. Yeah. But when I look at the Catholics, they have order. I like the Catholics. I like the discipline. I like the structure. Yeah. So... I don't know. I, my whole point was, like, my question was, if we live in a post-America now where there's no law, there's no order, 
where illegals are given power, whites are being genocided, whatever. Well, then what's to stop me from being like, look, how about I just become Catholic? At least I'll have at least I'll have order in my in my own uh, in my own life. So, what do you think about that? I I personally don't think it's a good idea. I understand. I I know that a lot of guys are in your position and young women too. Soph even, um, Soph is a young w- lady, actually a minor. I think, she's fourteen yeah, I or think so. She, yeah, she's like ten Tw- or something. Right? Yeah, twelve or fourteen or something. And okay. she, I think, is thinking of converting to Catholicism. Although I don't think that her parents were particularly religious. And part of the reason, you know, I understand there some there are some. Not the majority, but some, let's call them based Catholics out there. Um, mm-hmm. And I respect those guys. Catholicism in general seems odd to me and weird to me. But I know, the, the Bible, I know it does to me. Too. But, but <laughs> I, I understand what you're talking about with the order and stuff. But why not just... I think that each man... In the Bible, it says... somebody. I think Paul says it. Whatever you guys think of Paul, some of you guys don't like him, but or, or respect him or whatever. But yeah. I think that he said something along the lines of whatever situation you are in your life, don't try to change it. Be at peace with it. And when in and Jesse Lee Peterson makes a great point. When you're not sure, keep doing what you're doing, do nothing. Do do nothing different from what you're doing as long as you know is what's right. And if you don't know for sure if it's right or wrong to do it, don't take the plunge, right? Because a lot of people, they may get excited and think that this is the right thing, but they're listening to their thoughts and they have all this confusion about it. And I don't know why you're asking me if you know for yourself, because maybe you, maybe you do know for yourself or maybe you don't know for yourself. Um, yeah, I- yeah, I know in my heart it's the right thing to do, but like intellect, I'm an intellectual, so I'm like, oh yeah, but but I don't like the Pope. Oh yeah, but you know, I'm also, I, I'm an American. I'm a founder of American. You know, I can I can trace my ancestors back because to the founding of because the listen, so. you you know what's right. Just follow what's right, and and you don't need the name. The name can come later. You know what yeah. I mean? Because basically, Catholicism right, right. is just a just a name for whatever you're whatever you're looking for you should you should just seek what's right and stick with what's right and you don't need that the outer um the outer whatever it is unless you know a good catholic church that you're gonna attend that they're doing the right thing but other than that you just stick with just stick with what you're doing and just be for what's right that's what i say I got it, man. I like I like that answer. I like that answer. I want to. I'm gonna talk back. I'll call back later. I have another question. All right. I appreciate it, Elfin. Good to hear from you. I look right. forward to hearing from you again. You too. All right. Sounds good, man. Have a good one. Okay. Charles out of St. Louis, Missouri. You have 20 seconds. Go. Okay. Hey. Good to talk to you again. Just wanted to share with you that my grandfather was Milton Crenshaw, one of the original Red. The original what? Red tail. Red tails? Black flyers. Oh, all right. Wow, I appreciate that, Charles. Let's talk again, man. Red tail Tuskegee okay. Airmen. 
Red Tail to Scooby yeah. Airman. Right on, Charles. Appreciate that. Congratulations. That's well, awesome. Well, what I wanted to say was... I only have 20 he, seconds. Your 20 seconds are gone. You t- tell, me, tell me tomorrow, man. All right. It was a good thing, Hank. Yeah. Appreciate it, man. Let's talk again. All right, baby. To be continued. All right, guys. We will see you tomorrow on the Jesse Lee Peterson Show. It will be Thursday. Again, no men's forum, but go to rebuildingtheman.com slash events. And look up that thing if you're anywhere in the in the Arizona area, particularly Glendale. Head over and check out Jason Lee Peterson and give a talk over at the Content of Character series. He's been doing a few of those conference things. All right, guys. Uh, TheHakeReport.com for my blog posts and Hake News stuff. You can look them up. All right, guys. Take care.